0: Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. It's the couple of days after game week one has ended. All that hype, all that build-up. I haven't even got my rank on the screen, no one needs to see that. Uh, Janny. you don't know your rank. uh, You said to me you were avoiding it um,
1: in the first few weeks of the season. It's irrelevant, mate. First couple of weeks, like first month. Honestly, I could have got eighty points, and I still wouldn't be checking my rank. Okay, maybe I would, but I genuinely never never check my rank early in the season. But you're going to tell me, it, aren't you? you? So you've, you've generally got no idea where you no are. No idea. I mean, what is it? How many teams entered? Was it, did we get to like nine, ten million, or is it like six, seven? I don't know. No, uh, 8.5, I'm yeah, eight point five. I'm looking now. Eight point five million. Um,
0: you got a score of sixty-one. Where do you reckon that that put you? The average. I see. The
1: average average points was fifty-seven. Okay. So I should be about half. So I'm going to go four, just under four million. Pretty much, yeah, three point two. What am I? Three point two million after game week one. Yeah, <laughs> but five points better, and I'm probably at one point five, and five points off, I'm probably at five. So it, it's just so small margins at this point. It's a big average point, isn't it? isn't it? I think is it for yeah. Although game week one, we always get goals, don't we?
0: We do yeah but I mean the, the template did well broadly it did. you know people are Thank God
1: Liverpool didn't keep a clean sheet cuz all the robo owners as well, well exactly I mean you know players like Diaz obviously kind of failed and stuff but
0: you know it got off to a good start Arsenal defenders came in Martinelli, for yeah. example then you had Haaland I mean the Spurs players didn't do well so we'll talk about those um, in a bit but I think broadly speaking you know people are People from Twitter and people from Scout are kind of around about the 60 mark. Um, yeah. I can confirm I'm not around the 60 mark. Uh, I, I'm lower than that. But oh, it's game week one. It's fine. <laughs> so
1: your rank isn't actually on screen. So when are you going to put it on? The week you overtake me?
0: Uh, well, I'm, I'm going <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna start doing my own uh, team selection video on the on the Thursday. So I figured, because oh, okay. last year I had some comments from people about, there's no point really me having my rank on, on the screen, because this is your team selection. That's fair so, enough. I'm trying to draw attention, although obviously if I had a game week rank of like 100,000, I'd probably put it on the screen, but yeah, did not talk about that. Alright, <laughs> um, we're going to talk about game week one in a second, we're going to talk about your plans um, for game week two. Um, yep. but before we do that, let's just have a quick talk about Spitch. So Spitch was at Fest, um, very kindly free drinks for all, um, and a lucky person won a trip to New York, which was... Yeah amazing. Um, If you haven't got involved in Spitch, uh, do download the app, give it a try. There's a link um, in the description. Um, If you don't know what Spitch is, it's essentially a different kind of fantasy football game. Um, There's some very different rules. There's no captain, for example. Um, You take your best five game weeks from the season and that becomes your kind of um, your total if you're playing in the season game there's a free game there's a paid for version um, as well and also loads of different things are rewarded interceptions tackles basically everything that goes onto a match um, is all kind of logged in the game so if you're looking yeah. for something a little bit more in depth with a slightly different um, you know kind of rule set to, to FPL for sort of suits the, the kind of engaged managers uh, do give Spitz a tie as I said there's a free season uh, mode which is on the screen right now um, and there's a uh, paid Version as well um, for five pound.
1: I spoke to some people at FEST about um, about the scoring system, and absolutely love it because. It's a little bit like the bonus point system on FPL. And not many people know what the bonus point system is. But the guys, FPL bonus point system is 32 different metrics. It's very comprehensive. And it's not the same. The reason it's the same players getting three, two and one each week, the likes of Cancelo and Reese James, both clock two at the weekend, despite not getting a goal involvement, is because these guys are bonus points magnets. And the guys that are bonus points magnets are often the spitch magnets because it rewards things like interceptions, tackles, uh, successful passes, dribbles, all that jazz.
0: Yep. Excellent. Yep. Definitely give it a try. It's definitely worth um, playing. Uh, as I said, just link in the description below. And yeah, let us know in the comments um, what you think about it as well. We'll be interested to know uh, now the season's started, people can start playing it and we can get all your feedback and comments um, on the app. Excellent stuff. Right. Okay, so let's have a look at how you got on in game week one. I mean, we do already know because your game week rank is exactly, semi Oval overall rank, so people can, can already see. Uh, 61 points for you though this week. Uh, it's Warding goal with one, Trent with one, Perisic with one, Neko Williams with zero. Big at the back, Strong. big at the back, baby. Uh, but can come in uh, with seven? And then it gets better. Martinelli came in with eight, Salah Captain with 24. Uh, Bailey pre season bandwagon, Bailey not doing too much, just two. Uh, then Holland with 13, Gabriel Jesus with two. And Kane with two. So it's pretty average week. I mean, just above the, the average. Reliant on a couple of players yep. performing. The two big guns, Salah and, and Haaland. Um, Marcelli came in and Cancelo.
1: So four returns. Everyone else blanked. How are you feeling? Yeah, all right. I, I look at this and go, hmm, I know there was a compromise with 3M. And I always knew that. And I know that means you're going to be starting the 4.0 defender or Bailey you know, your 4.0 keepers. I thought that was a good compromise for Thremium. And I still do, but there is a way of getting to Thremium without going 11.5 forwards. And we'll talk more about that later. If Kane, for example, went down to a 9 or 9.5 option, it gives me a little bit more money elsewhere. And I think, with hindsight, I need to cover that Arsenal or that Chelsea backline, whether that's a Ramsdale or a Zinchenko or a Rhys James or a Mendy. And I probably aren't going to be able to cover both those teams. Maybe I can. I definitely think I want to cover one of them because Arsenal and Chelsea both look like they're going to be very strong at the back. And we knew, probably knew this pre-season, but I think we know that even more after one game week. Um, and then it means you like of Williams as a bench players rather than squeezing into your starting 11 every now and then. Um, but look, I'm fairly happy. Like it's, yeah. Kane on another day gets points but you know every team has a player or two who will look back at the weekend and go could have had more from that guy you know Perisic we knew wouldn't start you and I both knew that going into game week one we're not you know we didn't miss it we we were very it was very clear the local journos were saying Perisic wouldn't start and we trusted them trusted sources saying that we saw the bib photos but still we both went with Perisic and I saw your post as saying perhaps it was naive to do that on your part. I genuinely am happy with that decision. I knew it would be a one pointer likely. And I know there's a good chance he doesn't start against Chelsea, but I bought Perisic from game week three onwards. And I think I'm saving a transfer on everyone else there. So I'm happy to take that hit. I could have sold Perisic and bought an Aston Villa defender who got one point, you know? Um, I could have gone walker or trippier, got six or seven or Zinchenko, who got oh, whatever, but who knows I was never planning on doing that and I'm I'm happy there
0: yeah I mean Perisic is a funny one I I kind of I I just got set in in wanting him and and I'll talk about this in in my video on on Thursday and I just couldn't just I I don't know why but I I made other sacrifices in order to keep Perisic because like well if Perisic is a doubt then I better take out some of my other doubts and one of those was Kulosevsky so in the end keeping Perisic probably cost me quite a lot yeah um, and you're right. I think it was, it was in hindsight, fairly obvious to know that we, he wasn't going to start. And the question mark is now, what what do you kind of do with him? I mean, you're, the way you're set up is, is an interesting one because obviously you've got your three expensive players. And then you've got Bailey there as well, who you've probably got another few weeks out of him before you need mm-hmm. to worry worry about him. But he probably is going to be a problem for you at, at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Perisic as well. I mean, if he doesn't start against Chelsea, doesn't start against Wolves, how long do you give him before he, yep. if we, we do have to move him on? And then you've got your kind of rotation in Williams, Pereira, Patterson and, and Reed, which is, yeah, which is interesting. So you talked about downgrading Kane, probably looking at the team probably feels like you might need to do that just
1: to strengthen that that final position. Right. Although Pereira looked good, I thought really Pereira'd. good. Pereira looks like the sort of guy when he has good fixtures, especially at home, he ain't someone for your bench. I really, I really think with Harry Wilson out of that team, the reliance on Pereira from set pieces and just to be a creator for Mitrovic, who will get tons of goals. I think Fulham, for example, this week against Wolves will will win. I think Fulham go into that with a bit of momentum. And I know it's at Molyneux, but I think Pereira in that game, you'll probably want him in your 11. Like, so yeah, Pereira and Nico Williams actually rotate okay. I, yeah. And Patterson. So Reed's always going to be third sub, never feature, but all I need is one of Andreas Patterson and Nico Williams to play each week. I think I'm all right. I don't mind too much, but you're right. Bailey at some point, in his time will run out. Of the fixtures turning game week four and Aston Villa are just disgraceful. Like Aston, Aston, Stephen Gerrard is just. Is a media darling because he's because there's so many Liverpool fans that watch Sky Sports and all the rest of it. Steven Gerrard will never do any wrong, right? In Liverpool fans' eyes, but also many England fans' eyes. Frank Lampard, on the other hand, is the guy everyone wants to hate, right? So Frank Lampard at Everton puts a step wrong, and everyone will jump on him for whatever. Gerrard can do no wrong. Yeah, I look at how those managers are performing and go, Gerrard, you've got an absolute like great eleven. now. You're buying, you're spending crazy amounts of money. On paper, that's a very good Villa team. Versus poor Frank, who's got a dreadful team at Everton, who still kept them up, by the way. And it's Frank that gets the stick. Look, I don't want to turn this into a Gerard lampard debate from years gone by, but seriously, Gerard is massively underperforming in my opinion. Like, sort it out. Sort it out. You've got to go to Bournemouth and get something. And the fact Bailey stayed on the pitch when the likes of Ings and Coutinho came off, yeah, at least he's giving Bailey game time. He's not hooking him early. Like he was one of the few guys that actually stepped up and, and put in a good shift against Bournemouth. They
0: don't, they don't have any excuses, Villa, because they've they, they made their transfer business early in oh. the season, you know, signing good quality players. They've got quality all around the team. Now, I'm really surprised to see Watkins not starting. That was a weird one. But what really got me was Gerrard after the game, and he does it all the time. He, he refuses to take any blame for, for yeah. anything that goes wrong and him saying you know it was the quality of the players that let us down and the quality of the crosses it's like how about you set your team up not to cross in for one of the you know they're a newly promoted team they're going to yeah. block low and they've got height so much height in that side yeah how many crosses did they put in in that game with none of them even remotely working or, or meeting them? Yeah, Dean and Cash pushed so high up the pitch and they couldn't create anything and, and yeah. Bournemouth, Bournemouth played well and, and, and got the deserved win and they're going to need to be a lot better
1: Villa. Saying the quality wasn't good enough, well, Bournemouth managed to get the quality. Well, and The exactly. guy that scored the two, the, the guy that made it 2-0, Kiefer Moore, is a guy that's played for Rotherham, Ipswich, Torquay, Forest Green, Yeovil, Cardiff and Wigan. Like, come on!
0: I know. <laughs> I, 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 he's always like that. He's, he's a very, he's not the kind of manager that I'd, I'd want to play for if I was a, if I was a Premier footballer. Cause, I don't know, he, he just reminds me of someone when you're doing well, when he's got his arm around, you, everything's great, but as soon as things start, Start going badly. I can just imagine him turning on this team, and I think it's going to end end badly for for him there. If if the results, yeah. you know, stay like they are with, with that, and he's going to end up turning on the team, and you know, losing the dressing room, and then he'll be out, you know, pretty soon. Yeah. So he's got he's got a lot of work to do to, to turn things around. But you know, it's yeah. early days. Gerard you know, versus Lampard this weekend, Aston Villa. Yeah, I see who wins. I know it's a, it's, a, it's a big game. <laughs> yeah. I think because if, if Lampard comes out of that, Trump, there's going to be serious question marks on Gerrard already, given True. the amount of money they've they've spent. Um, and then it's a, and then the fixtures get a lot tougher, you know, Palace, and then you know it's like what United, Chelsea, you know, tough games. So yeah. yep, needs a win. Um, right, let's see how you're shaped up for
1: game week two. I'm excited about game week two, as this you? is all about game week two. Yeah, know. like the but <laughs> the the season starts now. Like we all put so much emphasis on game week one and we build our teams, but this doesn't really work for you and I, because our teams are a little different, but for those that have gone template, which will be the vast majority of people watching, I expect game Week two is where that, where it really starts because the moves are always different. Right? So Just like seeing little shifts of play and and how teams start to differ from that template, that template will go 12 different ways, right? So it'll be really interesting. Now, a lot will like the idea of rolling a transfer, which is a lovely tactic. A lot have already gone early from Kane to Haaland, if you were on there. I understand that. And you've beat the price drop of Kane and the price rise of Haaland. That makes sense. Uh, but there'll be a lot going, oh, I want to target uh, Kuluzewski despite the fixtures. Or I'm going to go and take a punt on Foden because he looked good on the right-hand side. So th- there's lots of options now, which is always fun. Yeah. Um, I'll just read your team out quickly
0: for thinking that we can get into some of that because you make some good points. Um, it's Ward and goal. Uh, it's Trent Cancelo. Perisic is currently in the starting 11. Talk about him. Yeah. Uh, Martinelli, Salah. Uh, and then a, <laughs> and then Bailey and, and Pereira deep already in game week two, mm. similar to me. Uh, and then up top, you're looking pretty healthy. Harlem captain, uh, Gabriel Jesus, and uh, the underperforming Harry Kane. Thremium,
1: uh, baby. Thremium. <laughs> Thremium
0: three and Jesus, you know, with Trent and Cancelo, you, you just, you know, the, the issues obviously are, you know, Bailey and, and Pereira on this side. Um, on your bench, Iverson, Williams, Patterson, Reed, and nothing in the bank. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Perisic
1: first. Mm-hmm. You've got him starting. Are you expecting yep. him to start? I'm going to wait for press conference news and maybe some leaked photos from training and see the bib theory again. If we think he's going to start, I'll, I'll start him. If we do think Sessignon gets the nod, and at the moment it is a 50 50 call, like Sessignon's done everything right to keep his place. So I'm actually probably saying 60% likely Sessignon starts, but. It's a big game with some very experienced players in that Chelsea team. He might want Perisic's big game mentality, uh, for that one. So let's see. If he does start, he'll only get 60. I'm very, I don't think he gets 90. But look, he's in there for attacking returns. I don't expect a clean sheet. Um, but you've got to be in it to win it, right? Um, so I think I'll probably give him a go if we think there's a chance he starts. If we don't, then I'm actually happy playing Nico Williams or even Patterson. Like, I think both teams there, Forrest and Everton, have got a chance of a clean sheet. Like, I think Forest, a bit like Fulham, will be one of these teams, and probably Bournemouth. Newly promoted teams, it's the home record that keeps them up. Bournemouth we saw get a win. We saw Fulham very good at Craven Cottage. Unlucky, just to get a point. And I think Nottingham Forest will go the same way. I think the home advantage is absolutely key for these teams. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them shut West Ham out. So is the plan to, is the plan to roll then? No. Ooh. The plan isn't to roll. Ooh. I think... I'm very pleased that I went heavy up top because I think everyone now wants to move towards three forwards because there's so many options I don't have Mitrovic I don't have Darwin in this team plus the three we've got on screen right it's five very good options there Callum Wilson's being talked about Bamford too so I think many want two maybe three forwards now to get there a lot of people need a lot of surgery from defenders and midfield moving money in that front line despite having a Poor week with my three point five million game week rank, or whatever it is. Oh, shut up! <laughs> Rub I it am, in. <laughs> I am pleased that I've got money in the right areas because I do think having money up front makes it very easy for me to move around. Right, so I am thinking this week as I know what's coming. There's going to be a price rise tonight. Very likely, we're recording this on Tuesday for Darwin Nunez. If I think there's going to be a price rise tonight there's a good chance I sell Harry Kane and go Darwin. Now, Kane has brilliant fixtures. We know that. But I just wonder if there's going to be a bit more of a spread of points at Spurs this year with the wing-backs, with Son, with Kulu, with Kane. Yet yeah, Darwin's the big chance hogger. And Darwin also has amazing fixtures. Palace at home's not bad. United's a great fixture. Great fixture, that. And then it's Bournemouth, Newcastle, Everton. Like, I think I want a little bit of Darwin in there. It gives me 2.4 million that 2.4 allows me to go Patterson up to James and or improve my keeper. It allows me to cover that Chelsea and Arsenal back line that I spoke about at the start of the stream. Yeah. it's. I want to talk about this as well because, I mean, I think it's pretty harsh,
0: the the price rise, price falls this season. <gasps> I mean, Kane dropping, Holland rising after, what, one day? Literally. <laughs> when they're the same price. I I think, you know... I I don't know what I, what I really want. FPL I'm point five down now. I know I don't really know Not... what I want FPL Towers to do about it, but I feel like there there should be some kind of protection against that kind of thing happening because I think that is a at a stage when you've got people invested and you've got people you know it built you know bought into the game. You're going to have people who went for Kane and now can't afford Haaland and they lose interest. Yeah. And you can say you know oh well you know that's the game that's you know you got to you got to take those risks and stuff, but it does it just doesn't sit right. With me, with that, not not after two days after game week one. I think they could have waited and 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 you know have the price rises later on. I I I've been to know what people think about it in in the chat. I mean, um, fan team for example is a game they advertise cool. it don't they? on yeah. like
1: a set day, yeah, Friday. And
0: and, and we're, we're not actually doing any any stuff with with, with fan team this season, but I, I do still play the game and I like lo- and I like the way they do it because they have one set day for price rises. You know, uh, yeah. you know, on like the, I think it's like on Wednesday or the Thursday or something like that. Um and to me, I kind of like that in a way. You kind of know you have got, and even if that was you know a player going up point one or point two or whatever, but kind of knowing when those are going to happen, because yeah. it would have caught a lot of people out. That 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 move, and it will make a lot of people now not be able to do the move they want to do. And okay, you could say, oh well, you know, screw them. That's our advantage. You know, if, you know, it's now
1: they've got to take a hit to get Haaland and all that. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? it didn't sit I, right with me. I mean, I knew Kane was. I knew Kane was dropping in price, and I still couldn't. And I knew there was a good chance I would want to sell him for Darwin because Darwin had played, and I'd seen my team. But I still wasn't willing to do it on the Sunday night. So yeah, I mean, I would like. I mean, maybe they introduced a a freeze for game week one. Like that would be a nice rule. Come game week two, it starts. But game week one, or I don't know, or maybe after the first month, like having a little bit of a period of grace might be might be a shout. But. At the same way, I guess it does reward us engaged players. If you're watching this video, there's a very good chance you're a member of Scout. There's a very good chance you're checking those price rise websites. Therefore, we have an advantage over the casuals, so we shouldn't complain. But at the same point, a mass market game that wants 10 million managers maybe to appeal to the casual, things like that maybe need to be taken away or, or, or looked at. So, yeah, it's a really interesting discussion. And I've no doubt that like, FPL Towers have probably given it a lot of thought and and, and we'll have, be having these discussions like us.
0: I think it's interesting because I I just don't know what where FPL is kind of sitting at the moment. I mean, it's, it is a game for casual managers. I mean, that is why the prices are the way they are and why people have a lot of the same teams and, and things because they want you to be able to have your Trents and your Cancelo and your Salas and your Haalands and all that and not really think too much about it. And I, I think that's a deliberate tactic on their part. But then yeah. something like the price rises is so, I don't know, so kind of, mystical to to people who who aren't engaged in checking price you know rise I mean, you know people I went to uni with who I still play FPL with, they've got no idea how the price rise yeah. works. And when they ask me, I'm just like, well, it's based on some kind of algorithm, but we're not really sure. I mean, Lukaku last year, do you remember him? He just couldn't yeah. get a price price drop no matter what happened, he was just staying the same price. Yeah, it's was bulletproof, isn't it? Yeah, they they do they do lock players at times, you know, when they think it's kind of in the good of of the game, but Obviously, I haven't chosen it to do it in this case. So, yeah, I'd be interested in what, what people think. I, I think they could have... Yeah, let us know in the comments. Yeah, I think they could have had a period of grace where, where they, you know, at least for three or four days where, where nothing happened, um, just to, you know, because for it to happen, you know, almost before the the, the games have finished, so, you know, on the Sunday night, the game week's literally just ended and people might not be thinking about it for a few more days.
1: Anyway, yeah, yeah. L- let's, know, let's know what you think. Um, so, so yeah, I'm going to say bags of money. If I go Kane to Darwin, yeah. like Darwin is still nine, I'll be selling Kane for 12.4. Like, what am I going to do with 11.4? What am i going to do with my 2.4 million? Like that—that's a—that's two good upgrades in the back line or in goal. Um, that's so, yeah, a, I that's quite a like Williams it. up to James,
0: isn't it, or something like that?
1: So, yeah, exactly. Or I could go Zinchenko and Mendy, for example, and then I've got Arsenal and and Chelsea covered, which which I like. Likewise, Bailey by then, by game week three, four, I might be wanting to ship Bailey on and, and spend, you know, bringing a Grealish, for example. Um So yeah, it gives me options. I quite like that move. I don't want to sell Kane ahead of Wolves, Forest, Fulham and West Ham. But at the same time, I don't think I can go on forever with Threemium at these price points. Threemium is fine when it's Darwin at nine, but Kane at 11.5 plus Arna plus Salah, it does make me a little bit weak elsewhere. I'm glad I did it for game week one, because it gives me plenty of places to move to. And in game week one, I thought Kane was going to bang this Southampton. So I was in it for that. But, you know, it allows me to to move it around a bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- the thing with Threemium is obviously you can't captain... Everyone and when you've got Salah and, and Haaland in the form that he's already showing, yeah. are you really going to captain Kane? I mean, I know they've got Wolves and Forest in the next two. of in six, but you're probably not going to go against Salah. Are you in 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 those games?
1: I mean, yeah, Salah, game Salah's week, got what Bournemouth yeah. and United
0: over the, over those two matches, I think. Yeah,
1: Man game not week three, three is interesting though, as because game week three, I think Kane is the standout. He is Wolves. Salah has United, and Haaland goes to Newcastle. Hmm. Okay. Perisic captain, baby. <laughs> I mean, did, did, did you see United? <laughs> yeah, quite. And do we know what Salah did to United last year when I didn't captain him and I went with Havertz and he got the hat? You know, so Salah versus United, you're right. That's a that's a fantastic game.
0: There are so many problems at, at, that, at that club. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable. And easiest team to play against in the league, says Roy Keane and Gary Neville. If if McTominay and Fred are the central midfield partnership against Liverpool, they will get humiliated again. And I mean that with maximum disrespect to Fred and <laughs> Tom Lee, because that is one of the worst central midfield pairings in in the league. Genuinely, I yeah. think I think it's an, it's an absolute joke yeah. that Ten Hag started the season with those two, and the whole um, uh, you know De Jong thing just just reminds me of Fabregas. And when Moyes first started, they spent the whole yeah. summer chasing a player who, who's completely unrealistic, and they're not going to get him, and they're going to end yeah. up with what on Altavich and. <laughs> you know the guy from the guy from Juventus. Oh yeah, Rabiot yeah. can, Rabio. can't
1: get anywhere near the worst Juventus midfield for thirty years. Very mm. strange,
0: very strange. It's it's difficult times, United. And I do I do sympathise with the fans because it's yep. it's so frustrating. It must be so frustrating, you know, to to have this year off. they've had, off had their year. day,
1: mate. They've had plenty of they've had plenty of good times. United fans, they deserve it. Yeah, I don't. Know. I, I I I feel I I do I do
0: feel bad for. them. I do have some sympathy. They need they need a complete clear out. Um, well, I know the comments off the back of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, be nice. I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. Like, everyone says you know every video I do is like, oh as hate United. Oh as hates you know Chelsea. Oh as I don't hate really. I don't really hate any any side in the league. I just kind of comment on what what I see and.
1: Yeah, I really dislike Man United. They're the one team I really dislike. <laughs> oh, you're definitely going to get hate. You're definitely going to get hate now, Jenny. <laughs> As a kid growing up, like, all my mates supported United and they were winning everything. Like, i I 34, 34, I grew up in the 90s where United were just winning everything. It was horrible.
0: <laughs> um, to end the video, just like every good video should end with, let's talk about a couple of 4 million goalkeepers. Oh, uh, yes. You, just like me, went for the old Ward and Iverson uh,
1: double up is looking quite good for about what 60 minutes, something like that. Uh, and then Mate, Brendan Rogers he is cruising <laughs> at 2 0 and he goes and puts Chews, Chewsbury Hall's running the midfield, scored a great goal. Let's take him off and put Dakar up top. And then Brentford go put the silver on and boss the midfield. And all of a sudden they're back in the game. Brentford could have won it in the end. Game I management. I like Rodgers, but his game management's shocking.
0: Yeah. I mean, what are you thinking about these two? Because
1: it's difficult i mean that was that was kind of the
0: fixture that i was back in a clean yeah. sheet for i'm not <laughs> yeah, gonna lie i thought as long as wall comes through with a clean sheet in that then you know it's a few points That's on the board but yeah. no saves and we've got nowhere to go i mean there's we, we are we're stuck with them really aren't we until until the wildcard. i mean, you, you've mentioned
1: mendy but are you, are you really going to use a transfer or even a hit? i might do mendy or ramsdale come game week three four onwards maybe because i'm gonna have 2.4 mil in the bank um So I do have somewhere to go, actually, as. But, yeah, I mean, it is a goalkeeper transfer, which isn't something we always encourage. But, look, the Arsenal-Chelsea games, maybe they're good games for for Leicester because, sure, he's going to concede, but he could clock four from save points, right? So he could clock three from... i take three-pointers, very happily. Just don't want the one-pointers. Southampton, he could keep a clean sheet. You know, you've seen him keep clean sheets before against teams like Brighton. So, yeah, I I don't think I'm looking at that goalkeeper transfer just yet, to be fair. Let's give Ward a little bit, let's give him a little bit of time. You're right, it was frustrating. And I had Nico Williams, again, Forrest, 60 minutes in, they're on a clean sheet. And then that's the difference between the good teams and the not-so-good teams. When Cancelo or Reese James are on a clean sheet at 60... You never worried that they're going to concede in the last half an hour. City and Chelsea—they just got the ball. They're not conceding big chances. You're like, yeah, clean sheet's going to be locked here. Yet you've got your wards and your Nico Williams is on a clean sheet at 60. You're going, when am I going to get that notification on my phone of a goal conceded? I mean, because Forrest, I know it's going to come.
0: Forest are going to concede a lot of goals if they if they yeah. if they play like they did against Newcastle. They they looked like well they looked like a team that had been slapped together. You know, during yeah. the summer with fifteen transfers, which is exactly what they are. So, yeah. I think for now they're
1: they're they're a team to target. Um, yeah, West, I think they'll score some at home though. And Nico Williams did get forward a lot, yep. which, even even in that fixture. So, I'm encouraged by that. Yep. I think you know
0: West Ham are a team massively being overlooked. Such a poor poor performance against City, but going into Forest next, someone like Bowen, yeah, I don't know, could be could be a little a bit of a differential shout. Um. Cool. Okay, so Nunez potentially in. That's exciting. Uh, I know he's going to be on the on the thumbnail then. Uh, or in the yeah, title. it'll be
1: Nunez in or no transfer. It'll be simply be one of those things. I'm, yep. I'm not looking at any other moves. Yep, very nice. Cool. Well,
0: it's good to be back, Jenny, good to be back doing these videos. Uh, we'll be back next week ahead of game week three. Uh, but for now, good luck everyone watching um, and we'll see you soon. Good stuff. Thanks, guys.